Where do you think you're going? Nobody's leaving. Nobody's walking out on this fun old-fashioned family Christmas. No, no, we're all in this together. The Yard Dog Press Audio Roadshow contains stories that sometimes have coarse language. So leave the puppies in the kennel when you give us a listen. For those of you who have never been to the Roadshow show before, this is a chance for our writers and artists, if any of them so want you, to come in to entertain you guys and um, hopefully you can buy some books. Because if you don't buy any books, you're going to be eating McDonald's french fries for the rest of the weekend. Now we're going to move in with Selena. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, no. McDonald's french fries, McDonald's french fries. You're listening to the Yard Dog Press Audio Roadshow. Hello, and welcome to the Yard Dog Press Audio Roadshow. It's December again, that time of year that is packed with holidays, parties, and gatherings. Unless, of course, you're Jewish, in which case you celebrated Hanukkah already. We're headed into the Audio Roadshow archives today and blowing the dust off a Yard Dog Press holiday classic. Sue Siner will read to you today from her short story, Christmas Shopping. Christmas Shopping appears in the chapbook Playing with Secrets, along with several other stories by Sue and her husband, Brad Sinar. Then... I'll share news with you from some of the dogs from the yard. But first, here's Sue. Christmas shopping. Larry peered at his watch by the light of the nearby lamppost. 8 o'clock p.m. Time to go shopping, he said. He was normally very prompt about doing things, but Christmas shopping was something that he always waited until exactly 8 p.m. on Christmas Eve to do. After all, it was a tradition, and traditions were important things, especially where he had grown up. Start at 8, finished by midnight, four hours was pushing it, but he had never had any problems before, and there was no reason to expect any this year. Midnight, the witching hour, or rather, clausing time. Larry grinned at his own joke. Since childhood, he had been proud of his sense of humor. He loved puns and other outrageous jokes. The people he'd grown up around had certainly been cheerful, but they would never have appreciated Larry's sense of humor. He checked his bag one more time. Lock picks, rope, latex gloves, plastic bags to use as shoe covers, black ski mask, and an assortment of odd items that he thought might come in handy. You never know what you might need. Under a black flight jacket, he wore a matching jumpsuit. He had worn it to work, but then it had been appropriately decorated for the season. The pins and other things were now safely stored in a plastic bag under his car seat. Most of the other male hairdressers at Madame X's salon dressed outrageously, trying to outdo each other, but Larry was fairly conservative. That's how he got so many of the older, richer clients. They might like to look at the more outlandish dressers, but they wanted their hair done by someone who was expert in the classic styles and someone who could carry on a conversation, meaning listen attentively. He didn't have a family anymore. He'd left home a few years before and had never looked back. Marilyn and Chuck Ryan and their twins, Tracy and Stacy, were Larry's best friends. 
In fact, if he was being brutally honest, they were really his only friends. Larry had met them when he'd first come to town, alone and broke. They had all but adopted him, and he owed them a lot. They were his family now. He wanted to give them nicer Christmas gifts than he could afford. Larry checked his shopping list. The first stop would be at Mrs. Richardson's for that sterling gravy boat. She had bought it for her newly married granddaughter, but the pattern also matched what Marilyn had. Then to the Smiths. What Mrs. Smith didn't confide to him, Mr. Smith did. The computer games they had bought for their grandchildren would thrill the twins. After the Smiths, he would pick up a silk shirt for Chuck at the Arnold's. It should be just the right shade of blue, providing Mrs. Arnold had bought the shirt Larry had so thoughtfully suggested. He didn't have anyone special in his life at the moment, although he did have his eye on someone who worked at the small art gallery next to Madame X's. His name was Mark. Larry had stopped in the gallery a few times, mainly to see Mark. They hadn't gotten to the getting-together-after-work stage yet, certainly not to the Christmas gift stage, so three gifts would be all he needed. The Richardsons, Smiths, and Arnolds were all going to be at the Hobart Johnson's Christmas Eve party. Besides New Year's, this was the one night of the year that they all stayed up and out until after midnight. Even though Pam Johnson had invited him, somehow Larry didn't think he would make it. Larry, why don't you drop by and join the party? You already know most of the guests, and you're such an amusing young man. We'd love to have you. Amusing. That word really grated on his nerves. What he wouldn't stoop to for his career. All three ladies had been eager to discuss with him what they would wear to the party. They seemed to value his advice, and especially his attitude. Larry had learned when he was very young what an asset the correct attitude could be. When he couldn't even fake the correct attitude his family demanded, he had decided to leave his home and had never regretted it. Here he had been able to maintain an attitude that had gotten him to the position of senior hairdresser at Madame X's. With just a bit of luck, it would eventually get him his own salon. Maybe he should go to the party just for a few minutes. The Johnson's house was so big, like the guest list, that he could be there for ten minutes, say he'd been there all evening, and no one would know the difference. An alibi of sorts, just in case. He could also pick up something there for himself, since he had no way of knowing what it would be. The other gifts should be no problem. His clients always bragged about how elaborately the stores wrapped their packages, just the sort of information that one filed away for a future reference. Larry parked his dark green Volvo a few doors down from the Richardson's house. The car was old, but it was a classic, and he took good care of it. One must keep up appearances. It was just the kind of car no one would pay any attention to in an upper-class neighborhood like this. The winter wind whipped his hair as he put the ski mask and other protections on. It had been a dry winter so far, and tonight was clear and dark, just perfect for Christmas shopping. He slid along the walls of the house until he came to the back door. Carefully, he worked the door lock until it snapped open. That gave Larry 30 seconds to reach the alarm box and punch in the deactivation code. He did it with 10 seconds to spare. 
When the system was being installed last spring, Mrs. Richardson had let slip what the code was, which, knowing her memory, would never be changed. He paused for a moment in the living room door. Even without the lights, he could see the Christmas tree, decorated in silver and red. The gravy boat was in a green foil box with a gold ribbon and bow marked to Maria from Grandmother. He had it inside his jacket and retraced his steps, closing the door carefully behind him, not forgetting to turn the alarm back on or to remove his ski mask. One down, he thought. The Smiths didn't live very far from the Richardsons. Everything in this part of town was old. Houses, trees, people, and money. Most of his clients lived in this neighborhood, knew the same people, shopped at the same stores, got their hair done at the same salon by the same person. Larry wasn't too concerned about being found out. He never shopped at the same homes two years in a row and never took more than one gift at a time. No sense taking chances. Larry researched each each store very carefully. Security, pets, and the possibility of someone still being home on Christmas Eve. The Smiths lived on a block with an alley. The backyards had high stone walls and alley entrance garages. Larry already knew of a spot on the wall where he could boost himself over. As he hit the ground, he heard the yap, yap, yap of a small dog. Oh, no! He could see the dog jumping and barking furiously about ten feet away. Where did that thing come from? He thought of just going back over the wall, but that would mean giving up the games for the kids. He knelt on one knee and softly called the dog. Here, pup, 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 come on, I won't hurt you, come on. To his surprise, the dog ran over and began to lick his hand. Well, hi, fellow, what are you doing here? There was enough light from the yard lamp to read the dog's tags. Muffy, owned by Robbie and Nicole Smith. Aha, uh-huh, so that's it. Just visiting, are you? I suppose that you can't stay in the house with the cats because you might terrorize them. Let me tell you a secret, Muffy. Those cats could have you for lunch. Better you do stay outside. How about if I try to find you a snack while I'm inside? Would you like that? The Smiths didn't have an alarm system, thinking of the, that the wall around the yard was all the security they needed. Maybe he should discuss that with them next year. He had no trouble jimmying the back door, careful to not leave any marks. Their tree wasn't lit either, but light coming in from the window bathed it in a glow, and he could see that it was decorated beautifully. The Smiths had always had excellent taste. He carefully looked through the packages under the tree until he found the right one to Robbie and Nicole. Then he saw another one like it. Two. He hadn't thought of that. He couldn't take both, but which one? I guess I'll just play eeny meeny to decide. I hope I pick the right one. He set both gifts on the floor and waved his hands over them until they settled on one. Placing the other one where he had found it, Larry hid his choice inside his jacket and made his way to the kitchen. Mustn't forget Muffy, he said, looking at the pantry and the fridge. Nothing. What were they doing, putting the little furball on a diet? Then he noticed some leftover steak wrapped in plastic. I'll bet Muffy will love this. Bribe in hand, Larry stepped out into the backyard just as the dog came yipping around the corner of the house. Okay, okay, here you go. Larry tossed his present for Muffy under the bushes where any remnants wouldn't be noticed. Now he was getting hungry. Maybe I should take a break and visit the Johnson party. 
You can find Playing With Secrets in book format from Yarddog Press at yarddogpress.com or in ebook format from amazon.com. Now, here's some news from our authors. Linda Dunn's knitting work will be modeled by various celebrities as part of the next Geek Knits book from St. Martin's Press. Gloria Oliver's short story, Bloody Hell, will appear at Four Star Stories in their next issue. Her urban fantasy novel, Inner Demons, will be produced by Mundania Press in early 2014. You can find more information at GloriaOliver.com slash demons.html. Catherine Eliska Kimbriel's book, Night Calls, was recently released from Bookview Cafe. Her book, Kindred Rights, will be re-released in early 2014. These books are re-releases of her popular Alfreda collection. Laura J. Underwood's novella, Hag of the Wind, is available through Eggplant Literary Productions as an ebook. Richard Dansky's novel, Vaporware, was released as part of Video Game Story Bundle 2.0. You can find it at storybundle.com main. Robin Wayne Bailey's short story, King of the Galaxy Knights, will appear in the anthology, The Raygun Chronicles. His short story, The Ride Now Nightmare, will appear in Stars of Dark Over. Robin said he has several other projects in the works that he's not yet allowed to talk about. But tune in to Yard Dog Press and we will bring you updates as he's free to talk about them. James Dore's dark fiction collection, The Tears of Isis, was released in May from Perpetual Motion Machine Publishing. He also has stories in the anthologies Bleed, Splatterlands, and Mysterious Corral. In 2014, he will have stories appear in Bizarro Bizarro and in Daily Science Fiction. Also, I, personally, Tracy S. Morris, will have the Medieval Misfits chapbook re-released from Yard Dog Press in 2014. This new collection will have two new stories and a new title. The new Perfect Brown collection will be called Medieval Misfits Renaissance Rejects. You will be able to find the book through Yarddog Press as well as Amazon.com. Finally, although it's probably too late to order Yarddog Press titles in time for Christmas, please remember that we also have most of our titles available in ebook format. If you or another member of your family have an e-reader under the tree this year, Yarddog Press books are a great option for bathroom reading or even reading from the back riser of the Christmas choir, especially since no one can tell what it is you're reading. Some titles you might enjoy this season include Playing with Secrets, which contain the story you heard today. If you want to read s stories about the other guy in the red suit, you might consider the Four Reds of the Apocalypse series or the Anthology from Hell. Finally, if the holiday season has you re-examining your place in the universe, you might want to check out a great nonfiction title such as It's Not Rocket Science, Spirituality for the Working Class Soul. Until next time, remember, fruitcake makes a better door than a window. You've been listening to the Yard Dog Press Audio Roadshow. The stories, songs, and other creative skits used during this show are the intellectual properties of their various creators and of Yard Dog Press. Please respect their individual properties. The opinions expressed on this show are that of the individuals expressing them and not of Yard Dog Press as a whole. You can find us on this show via Apple iTunes by typing the words Yard Dog Press into the search engine. 
We're the only podcast listed beside the many fine yard dog titles. If you like what you hear, leave us feedback. You can also find this podcast through my blog, TracySMorris.com. Just click on the image of the yard dog on the right-hand side of the blog. For more information on our titles, visit us on the web at www.yarddogpress.com. Go away. Read some books. 